Welcome to the Everyday Vacation Podcast. My name is MJ Gordon, minimalist entrepreneur and lifestyle coach, and I'll be sharing with you resources, people, and messages to help you create more balance and energy so you can live life on your terms. Thank you for being here with me today. Let's get the vacation vibes rolling. Today, I'm gonna be answering some of your YouTube questions. I haven't done this in a really long time, and as I was going through the comments, I felt like just having a conversation about it as they pop up was a great way to clarify some things and just give you some good value while we're going through them. So I have no specific order. I have not planned this. I'm just gonna read through them the way I normally would do when I'm checking the back end stuff and just going through the comments. So let's just see how this goes, and if you like this format, let me know by rating this episode, hitting thumbs up or sending me a comment. Let's begin. First comment by Cool Cat. Miss MJG, you deserve a million subs. Why, thank you. That's so kind of you. Your content is uplifting and health-giving. Now, excuse me while I go to my true crime site, which is full of murder and mayhem. I'm a hypocrite. I know. So listen, the truth is there is absolutely nothing wrong with being entertained. There's nothing wrong with doing things that put you in a sympathetic state. When you're going to the gym to exercise, if you have a goal, if you are trying to organize something, solve problems, or even some entertainment that might be adventurous, exciting, or in this case, fear-provoking or thrilling, this is completely fine. The most important thing is to make sure that your life is balanced with rest and recovery. If you're constantly moving from one activity to the next that is stimulating the sympathetic nervous system, then you can overstimulate it and create a permanent or semi-permanent stress response. This is what creates fatigue and burnout. So you can simplify this by taking the philosophy of minimalism and picking or identifying the one, two, or few things that you really absolutely enjoy, and then making sure that you back that up with one, two, or a few things that are absolutely restorative. If those activities can tackle both, consider it a bonus. So I'm just gonna respond to this comment because it keeps coming up on one of my floor sleeping videos. Caveat, I no longer floor sleep for multiple different reasons. I answered this in another video that I'll link in the cards or the show notes. So the comment reads as this. Where do you get that kind of pillow? All I can find is puffy overstuffed pillows. I hate them, LOL. So the pillows they're talking about are the head pillows. I like a couple different options. The first you can do is bamboo stuffed pillows and a lot of these pillow options allow you to remove or add stuffing, making them the firmness of your choice. But alternatives and the ones that I tend to use regularly are down pillows. There are synthetic downs and real down pillows as well. Those are really great because they can mold and shape the way that you want them as you need them. Try eating oysters. They're technically considered vegan by some people. Well, (laughs) uh, they're actually scientifically classified as a marine animal, AKA shellfish. So I'm not sure who said that, but this person did respond, Peter Singer, a philosopher. Interesting. I think there's more to that, but uh, that that was a funny comment that I just had to feature. (laughs) Girl, you know what you're talking about. I also reached similar conclusions in my own research and it's so hard. It's true. 
Every body is different. One of the things that I really want to clarify is that even though many of us can experience adrenal fatigue or chronic fatigue or overwhelm in our lives, that's the body's way of telling us that something is out of balance. But it doesn't necessarily mean that we have the same reasons as to why we're feeling burnt out or fatigue. So that's why it's really important to get tested. Oftentimes when you can pinpoint certain aspects of yourself that are unique or different from other people, where your hormone levels are at, what things may cause sensitivities or allergies in your environment or food, how your gut health is, if you have an overdose of candida or heavy metals, all these things that can create imbalance, identifying the things that most pertain to you allow you to start to tackle them and feel better incrementally. Unfortunately, it's not an overnight thing. There's no magic sleeping pill or you know magic health pill, but by learning your body, creating an awareness and communication with yourself, you start to build the foundation of creating a lifestyle for recovery and health. She forgot about caffeine. Cut caffeine. It's effing up your hormones and adrenals. This was on the video exactly how I healed adrenal fatigue, no BS, and this is 100% true. I cut caffeine. I don't know why I left it out of the video. I actually forget what. I left out or included in the video, I think I just included the most pertinent things and because I'm not normally a regular caffeine drinker on the daily, it's something that slipped my mind, but 100%. Caffeine tends to create havoc in hormonal levels. It kind of supports your body on you know, a fake level of energy that your body's not creating for itself. So it's very difficult to be able to identify that your body's out of balance or needs more rest when you're constantly relying on caffeine. And because it's so easy to just consume more caffeine to make yourself feel better, you can actually put yourself in a further deficit than you normally would when you don't have caffeine to support your energy. So. If you do feel chronically fatigued, I would cut the caffeine like stat. A lot of people claim to have adrenal fatigue, but I think it's like the quote from the movie, The Princess Bride. You keep using that word, I do not think it means what you think. It's true. A lot of people assume they have adrenal fatigue or chronic fatigue syndrome, but they haven't gotten tested. And this is why it is so important to get tested. You can have chronic fatigue and move into a state of adrenal fatigue or any kind of imbalance over a period of time. As I said before, this is your body's way of telling you that something is off. But just because you feel chronically fatigued doesn't necessarily mean that the reason you're fatigued is that your adrenals are not pumping out or creating the right balance of hormones. There are so many different reasons that you could be chronically fatigued. Has your weight ever come off? I gained weight so fast, I never overate. I'm following the diet they say to do, but my weight never come off, ever come off. Does it come off slow or what? So for me, my weight gain issues did improve as my health improved. But one of the things that you have to keep in mind, there could be non-adrenal fatigue related issues that create the inability to lose the weight or shed the fat. This could just be a slowed metabolism, lifestyle issues, metabolic issues. You could have overgrowth of something in your gut, uh, lack of flora, so many things that could cause you to not be able to shed the weight. So just because you may or may not have not been diagnosed with adrenal fatigue or a different chronic fatigue issue may not necessarily contribute to the fact that you're not losing weight. If you get yourself 
to a state of balance first. And this is so important because so many people come into the Level Up program and they wanna learn how to move and exercise again so that they can lose weight in addition to healing from chronic fatigue. It's not something that I recommend doing at the same time. Allow yourself to gain the weight that you need to so your body can learn to restore, have the energy to do so, and support your body's trust. It's trust that it's getting nutrients, it's being fed, it's energy is being taken care of before you get into the idea of wanting to like massively lose weight or follow a intense fitness program. Doing so prematurely can actually reduce or halt your results of recovering from fatigue. So understand that they're two different problems and you need to solve them both individually. After you have recovered from any chronic fatigue, your levels are good, you have gotten tested, you get the green from all the tests, then you can talk about starting a weight loss regimen and tackling that issue. But most of the time, if you're tackling these issues and your energy is picking back up, that weight loss tends to go hand in hand, although it might not be 100% entirely. I bet you a thousand bucks if you drink three protein shakes a day and do like physical exercise, you will feel like superwoman. Also, water fasting can also have similar effect, but last shorter. So I, I tend to stray away from broad, finite statements that generalize like the population as a whole. And this is because it completely excludes all the variables that make everybody's situation different. Um, it excludes any possible hurdles, abnormalities, or exclusions that could occur in any situation. And the truth is we're all so different. We might have the same symptoms, general health as a whole, you know, as the approach goes for general population makes total sense. But when it comes to actually identifying a specific pain point, this means that your health is not in the general standpoint. It is now exclusionary. It's now requiring specialists. And this is so important to keep in mind when you're doing research and you're listening to people give advice, even here on this channel, because you have to understand where you are positioned first. If you know that you're, you know, at a certain point in a map, but you don't realize how you got there, then it could totally change the course of your trajectory because you're using the same incorrect system, let's say, uh, to move forward. And that's what you want to avoid doing because that's what costs you a lot of time, money, and just hopelessness. You know, you start hitting dead ends or you worsen the issue because you're not using a true and accurate compass to guide your path. So, I really, I really love when people say stuff like this because I know they're trying to contribute a sense of value and what's worked for them. But I also want to urge you to have caution and just, you know, a little bit of discretion when people say that because it does these finite statements oftentimes don't help people in these particular scenarios. So. I will say in my journey, protein shakes helped a lot. I like protein shakes, plant-based protein shakes, um, not dairy-based because they oftentimes include a lot of nutrients and vitamins from other plant-based uh, ingredients. And most of them are whole and you, you can find a lot of good stuff on the market now. I mean, years ago, it was very difficult to do so. So it was true that I leaned on this, but however, this is not necessarily true for all people. Ex exceptions do arise. Um, for the stage that I was in, it was actually not good for me to do light physical exercise. Exercise for me looked like just showing up, sitting on my mat and breathing. Sometimes it looked like taking a 10 foot walk in my garden and finding a bench to sit on and breathing. And so it is important that depending on the level of chronic fatigue you have, that you not push yourself or go on some journey because somebody else tells you that it's worked for them. You really have to consider where you're at. And that performance expectation is so key to keep in check 
because it is so easy to look back at what you used to be able to do, what you think you should be able to do, or what somebody else is doing, and expect yourself to do that. That's gonna cause a lot of problems. You have to be really open to the authentic standpoint of where you are and realize that it's only temporary. This issue doesn't have to last forever. It can improve, um, but you don't need to force yourself into a regimen that doesn't feel good. That's why it's important to get the test, learn what your body is about, what does it feel like? How do you communicate with the body? What are the signposts? Those are so important in building the best recovery plan for yourself. In addition to, yes, listening to experts and specialists, getting the test, taking all the data and putting it together so that it is a unique and specific roadmap for you. How can meat be healthier than fruits? Shaking my head. People just need to understand what a balanced diet is. Eat a wide variety of foods. It's not complicated. Trust me, you don't have to be eat bland either. Be creative. This is totally out of context. Nothing in this video implied that meats were healthier than fruits, but rather that the absence of meat in my particular diet was not enough to sustain on just fruits and veggies alone. However, if you're dealing with a chronic issue that has evolved over a longer period of time, the issue does indeed become complex, complicated. So these oversimplified finite blanket statements really bother me because they exclude all the things that we mentioned before. So that's gonna be it for today's Q&A. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. It was just a great way to clarify some of the thoughts and ideas that were being expressed out there. All in all, lots of good thoughts. I love community conversations. I love valuable input. I love hearing both sides of things, whether it's agreeable with you know my experience or not. This is a really healthy way to communicate, is to be open and have discussions, even if those discussions turn into debates, as long as they are healthy debates in which both parties are open to learning and understanding different forms of perspectives in order to increase their knowledge and add value to others. This is an amazing place to be. And so I appreciate you guys for contributing. Thank you for your comments, thoughts, and just being a part of this wonderful community. I'm so honored to be a part of your journey and I look forward to us growing and learning more together.